welcome. This is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. That's Chris over there. Hello. Hi, and I'm Rick. And today we're going to talk about the Tube Screamer. Yay. Yeah. The cool little green pedal that everybody loves, everybody has, everybody has had, sold, and then repurchased probably. Um, tell me a little bit, Chris, about your uh, love for the Tube Screamer. I love the Tube Screamer. It's been on my board since 1996 or so. Oh, and right. the thing about it is it's been on my board. Not only that, but it's been turned on the entire time. I'm, I'm one of those always-on Tube Screamer yeah. people. So it's just plugged in my board, and I, I step on it, and it stays on for the whole show. So, yeah, it's been on my board and on since 1996. So, so that's the foundation of your sound. It's the foundation of my sound. I'm a fan of the pedal. I like everything about it. I like the green color. I like the different versions of them. Which one do you have, by the way? I have two of them. I have a 90s uh, TS9 reissue, and I have an 80s um, TS10. And I I like them both. I mean, the the TS9 is on my main board, and the TS10 I use around the house, and I also have on a small mini board that I take to rehearsals and whatnot. It's your house pedal, huh? Yeah, my house pedal. I wear my house coat. Nice. What do you think? What are your feelings about the 808? I've never owned one. I like them. I, I had played that, through them. You I, played you that reissue I had, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, li- I like yeah. that. Like I said, I like them all. Cool. I uh, I don't play favorites. <laughs> those three, basically. I think those are the only ones I've had experience with. I know they Got made it. some, you know, and some later versions and thing and some custom versions and. Oh right, and some I, super. I never, yeah. yeah, I've got a TS nine. Uh, I've got two actually on my board. Two nines now? Two, two nines, baby. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sporting two I, nines, yeah. Give me that 808. <laughs> I got rid of it. You did? Because it didn't jazz me. It was like, and I know what you're saying. I they, <sighs> they all have their, They all have their own character they and do. their own coolness, but that one for some reason didn't speak to me. Well, that's that's the key. I mean, yeah. it's got to speak to you. Get rid of it if it doesn't. Get one that yeah. does. But the nines, I really dig them. It's got yeah. the cool mid-rangey sound that I like, and I like the overdrive it, they get. Um, and I have two because I have a Strat and an Explorer, and one is single coil pickup, and one is a right. humbucker. Fatty. And so I, so when I'm playing, uh, you know, distorted or overdriven stuff, I want a, an even sound, right? I don't want to just, I don't, I don't want to put the humbucker on, and then it's way louder than the other guitar. I got you. No, yeah, that's good. So. A lot of people will do that. They'll use two yeah. of them, and some of them will. One into the other one to get like the turbo Ooh. tube screamer sound. I haven't played the 808s much, but I like them. What I've found for me is nearly any tube screamer pedal that I've had or played through, I can make pretty much any one sound like the other one just with a little tweaking. You know what I mean? So my TS10, if I just set them up the same, my TS10 seems a little bit thinner and a little bit brighter, but I can tweak it to get it to sound just like my nine. Huh. Um, they're great. And it's funny to back up to what you were first saying is, and I know you were, it was just kind of introductory talking, but that everybody loves them. It's not quite true because a lot of people have a problem with the TS pedals, the Tube Screamer pedals, because uh. of the, what they do to your mid-range. Oh, you know what I mean? They, they come, actually put right. mid-range there by... You know, there's a high pass, a little bit of They're high not pass. transparent. Right. No, they're not transparent yeah. at all. And there's like high pass and low pass that kind of makes it a perceived mid boost. But that's mm. precisely why I like that pedal. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's not adopted by everybody, but I think historically it is a pedal that lots of guitar no, players you're, you're know and right. love. It's and a it's classic. Like, yeah. And so 
Um, but yeah, to your point, exactly that I, I've heard similar things where it's like, well, no, it's not transparent enough or it's, you know, which is yeah. fine if, if that's, but I'm like you, I like mid range and, and bring it on. Cause it's like, that's the cool guitar sound. Right. I like. and, and, yeah. and I can totally see somebody, if somebody plugs into like a silver face or black faced air fender amp with their guitar and they got their nice big clean fender sound. You step on that, things change. <laughs> so for me, being always on, it's the basis of my sound. So right. I, I don't use, I never use drive. I don't have the drive on. It's kind of, you know, one of those people that just keep the drive all the way down and, you know, turn it's the... It's off completely, the, the drive? Yeah, Sorry. maybe if with my Telecaster, I'll put just a little bit in there just to give it a little bit of hair. But, and then I just open the level up until, you know, it fills out. And, you know, my amp is cooking a little bit to begin with. And it just, for me, it just, it's, it's almost like a... A processor. It just puts yeah. all my guitars, doesn't matter which one it is, into that mid rangey zone where I want the That's tone. Cool. And I don't have, I'm a person also who I don't have a clean tone and a dirty tone. Right. I just have a tone. I mean, yeah. it's the tube screamer. And if I want to get more dirt, I lean into it. And, you know, and I might use my volume pedal on the guitar a little bit, but usually it's just, you know, my right hand determines huh. what's clean and what's dirty. It's always. You know, I might use fuzz or something like that, and that's a totally different story. But basically, the the tone I go for, whether it's playing like roots, country-ish kind of stuff, or you know, just straight ahead rock and roll stuff, it's the tube screamer is the tone is the bass tone. That's cool. One of the w- ways I like to use it is my main live amp is a a Sovtech Mig Fifty, and those fuckers are loud. I yeah. mean, they're super loud. They sound great when you crank them, but there's no club in Seattle where I can crank it and use it without a pedal. Right. So the Tube Screamer I found gives me that sound almost like, you know, that cranked amp. It, it does that very well. I mean, the, I don't know what, whoever made that pedal got that right. You That's get your cool. amp working, you know, so where it's just pushing a little bit and use that to go the rest of the way. It sounds like an an, an amp just cranks. It's so almost it like an attenuator, actually. Right. Kind or, of, the yeah, way you know. use it. Yeah, yeah. You know well, I mean? That's kind of how I use it. But it's just it just has that effect. It just it sounds like an old cranked amp to that's me. That's cool. And I, I, go, I go for that sound with it no matter what amp I'm playing in. So yeah. And it's pretty. You can get really pretty if you play with a light touch and maybe back your volume off a little bit. But you know, just you know, that's all my like clean tone is the tube screamer. Well, so. it sounds great. So, well, thanks. I, mean, I like it. It's it's like my favorite pedal. I mean, it's kind of like one of, a pedal you don't really get that excited about because it doesn't do anything right. really other than that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, but like I said, I like the tones it gets with when it's overdriven. That's I do use the yeah. the gain and all that stuff, and I think it sounds cool. It sounds mid rangey and um, warm. It, it has a warm sound to me in terms right. of a, a gain pedal. It's it's not as compressed as like a rat. A rat does a little bit more compression. Yeah. It compresses a little bit. But what I find, I'm going to ask you if you find the same thing, because uh-huh. you just mentioned a number of guitars that you use. What I like about it is the character of the guitar comes through. Even with that, you know, even oh, though yeah. it's more perceived mid-range, a telly still sounds like a telly. Totally. And, you know, it's not, it's not like this artificial layer added to it. So, I mean, the on my Les Paul will do the classic Les Paul humbucker sound through it. Yeah. And the Telly would do the classic Telly bridge sound through it. So, it's all still there. So, and I think that does I think it speaks to your point of where it what you just said that I don't remember right now. <laughs> that it, it it maintains it's kind of like what did you call it? Like a an an enhancer? What the fuck did you oh, call it? Oh, an attenuator. An attenuator. Yeah. No, but after that, you said something oh. that was like a sonic characteristic. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Well, it. I, I've. you're right, because when I play my Strat through that setup, 
and I'm, I'm have gain, it, it, it still sounds like a squishy strat, which is super cool. And then when I play a humbucker, it, it, those characteristics maintain with the pedal, which I totally dig. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I came to them late in the game, man. Like I knew about them and I was a Stevie Ray Vaughan fan and all that stuff. And that was his pedal and all this other crap. But, um, I used other stuff until fairly recently and now I have two of them and I, I really dig them. When, so. when do you think you started using Probably only a few years ago. Really? Actually, yeah. That's right. No, I, now I remember it was yeah. the 808 you bought. Yeah. I remember when you bought yeah. that. Yeah. And I didn't okay. even use that one that much. I just kind of played around with it because I, I kind of wanted to get into the, the club right, right. Of, of the Tube Screamer, but that was my first entry into it. And then I, I messed around with that little pedal a little bit. and then But then I tried the 9 and the 9 just spoke to me right off the bat. It's like, okay, cool. I can dial it in. I, it sounds good to me. And yeah, so... No, it's it's a great pedal. I mean, and there and today there are so many great overdrive pedals yep. that you know it kind of gets a, probably gets a little bit lost in that. But um, I I don't know. I think it, it's earned its place. There's a lot of people who have a version of that, and some of them will try to improve about upon it. They'll make more bass or something like that. And I don't you know I don't I think it's perfect the way it is. It is. And like you're saying, it's like there are a, there's a ton of boutique pedals now and just pedals all over the place. But a lot of people still try to emulate this pedal, right? right. They'll have their version of the tube screamer or or whatever it is or or their yeah. So I, I kind of dig that because once a pedal or a guitar kind of makes its mark, then everybody tries to s- copy it or emulate it. And right. Tube Screamer is definitely one of those pedals where people try to do that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and, but they'll put their little twist on it. Like, here is our Tube Screamer, but it has... Yeah, and they'll dip it in wax or something right, so you can't yeah, see totally. the, the circuit they ripped off. Right. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the gooping pedals. Yeah. No, it's it's a great one. Um, I'm trying to think of when it came out. I think the 808 was very late 70s. I think you're right. And what what else was out? There, oh, the Boss, the Yellow Boss OD was it the OD one? I know what you're S, talking about. Super Overdrive, the yeah. Yellow thing that was out and that came out. I didn't know about it, and it's so odd that I didn't know about it because I was an avid reader of Guitar right. Player Magazine, and then recently I've been collecting old Guitar Player Magazines, and it's in there quite a bit, yeah. and it just, it just passed me by for yeah. some reason. I found it in the 90s working in a guitar shop, but I was using the Yellow Boss 3-knob overdrive, which is kind of a similar circuit. It's something yeah. It does the same thing, but I so much more took to the Tube Screamer when I... When I found yeah, that. and I was like you. I was a blue. I mean, I knew about it and I saw it everywhere. But I, but somehow it just didn't connect with me. You know what I mean? I just like I didn't. I don't know why. I was using other stuff too. I used a rat for a while, and I like the rat. Some too. other cool. Yeah, those old rats are super cool. But uh, yeah, and 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 being like into Stevie Ray, like I was, you'd think I would have been like, oh yeah, I got to get a tube screamer. But I, I wasn't until like I said recently. So, but wow. But I, but like the the vintage ones go for a shit ton now, yeah. right? Depending on what it is. Yeah, the eight oh eights. I forget. I, I knew all this information at one point because <laughs> I was looking for some reason. I don't know what it was. I think they can get up like seven to eight hundred yeah. bucks for the eight oh eights. Still less like than a three, Kron. Yeah, three fifty, <laughs> three hundred ish for an, a vintage TS nine or so. And honestly, I don't think that's unreasonable if you no. want an old one. I mean, it's a lot of money for a pedal. Yeah. But I mean, I totally understand wanting to own a real one. That TS ten right there that you're looking at uh-huh. that I got. 
those used to be like they were disposable. I mean, you would buy those and they would break because they're kind of they're a little bit ch- more cheaply made uh-huh. than the TS nines that break, and you just throw them in a box and go get another one. <laughs> and they were totally looked down upon. And I, I I recall that when I was practicing with a band in the '90s, we had a shared band space, and there was a room that had a bunch of shit in it, and there was a bunch of broken ones in there that people just throw them in that That's room. Hilarious. And when we moved out, they just all went to the dump. I'm like, oh shit! Gosh. Now those things are. Um, they're vintage. You know, yeah, and they're no, that's, that's like a hundred and fifty dollar paddle now. Oh my gosh! And it's pretty amazing, but it does sound good. I, I'm actually a fan of the the TS10. I How mean, does it differ, do you think, from your uh, your other tube screamer? As I mentioned, um, sound wise, it seems a little bit thinner sounding oh. and um, a little uh, a little brighter. But again, I can get the same sound as my TS9. It had these. My TS9, I should mention, I did. I was curious way back in the early 2000s, so I did a mod to the, my reissue TS9, and I put the chip that it's supposed to have in a couple uh-huh. uh, other bits, I think a couple resistors or something. I didn't notice any difference, so um, but I'm glad I did it. I tried it yeah. anyway. So the, both of my TS9 and that have the same chip, which is the, oh. the highly acclaimed wow. JR something something. I don't know. I'm not that. The super chip up on the chips but th- there's a lot of chip worship that goes with those pedals like chip people worship. just freak out about them <laughs> and it's interesting because if you watch some of the more you know kind of astute well you know red pedal makers I don't uh-huh. know <laughs> what's interesting is like I've seen some you know some of these boutique pedal makers who you know claim with backed with science that the way that the chip is in those pedals doesn't make any difference. Interesting. It can't really in that type of circuit for some reason. Right. But um, people will swear by them. They'll, you know, this, you know, change that chip and you'll get a new pedal, basically. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say about the TS-10? No, it's great. And it is. I mean, you got to you gotta be careful because the, um, the pots are kind of on the board and so is the battery jack. It's a uh-huh. little it's a little more lightweight, but I've had that one for four or five years now. It's still going strong. Nice. But yeah, I, I haven't honestly I haven't tried many boutique overdrives. I know there's tons of them. I'm not really even in I'm not that into it. I'm not a boutique person at all. Yeah. It's like I'm such a, I'm kind of lazy. I just like, you know, I'm a real f- big fan of music that's already been made, and a lot of it was made in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Yeah, and um, that stuff was all made with that stuff, so I figure if the, if I can't get the sounds I want with that stuff, it's like I'm not going to get the sounds, so. Yeah, and I kind of agree. I, I mean, I've played a bunch of boutique amps, and, and not not a huge amount of pedals but i played a bunch of pedals because you know i've gone through some pedal odysseys right as of late and yeah i i gotta agree i mean i think a lot of the stuff that was made in the 70s and 80s and 60s is just cool um and uh whatever they did however they did it, it yeah i mean all those recordings that we love we're, we're using that gear and so that's i'm kind of the same way it's right. like yeah it's got if it was good enough for them it's good enough for me and yeah and so, and that, plus, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And no, that's just my take on it. I mean, and it's kind of a lazy way to go. It's like, well, I don't have to spend all this time dicking <laughs> well, we're around. we're lazy, it's too. Like, yeah. That's, that's the It's other like, thing. I'll just grab that and make it work. I'm a kind of a make it work person, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, find something. But it has to speak to me, too. It's like you sure. were saying, the 808 and the 9. The 808 didn't speak to you, so you got one that spoke to you. And, you know, you can make an argument, well, with a little bit of tweaking, you could probably get them to sound so much closer. But it doesn't matter. It's not speaking to yeah, you. You know exactly. what I mean? And you get something that speaks to you, and you make it work. That's my mo yeah and i agree and you're right i mean i probably could have messed with it but 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 again exactly i felt like 
I had to mess with it to the degree that it wasn't speaking to me. And that for some reason, the nine was just easy, so easy to dial in. It sounded like it just sounded right to my ear. And it's like, okay, cool. That's the pedal. Uh, Cause I'm like you too. I'm pretty lazy. And like, once I get a setup, I, I I'm pretty happy and I don't know. I, I don't want to go. One thing interesting I found about this pedal, I was reading and I wish I could remember who this was, but I'm never going to remember. Cause it was just some little article that came down my feed. It was some woman guitar player, was talking about her um, her setup and her rig, which is it was really cool. And she was talking about the tube screamer. She she found the tube screamer. And she really liked it, but she kind of sheepishly was she was sheepishly talking about it because she says, "I think it's such a dad pedal." That's what she was talking. I thought that was really funny. But the thing I thought was funny about it is her her choice of guitar was a Stratocaster, <laughs> which to me is kind of like a dad guitar, the dad guitar, yeah. the biggest dad guitar. But it's just interesting to get. And she was young too, so I'm always fascinated by people's take. The tube screamer is going to be around forever. I mean, oh yeah, the, you know, people are going to be discovering this for a long time, and people are going to be cloning it, and people are going to be talking about how it sucks and about how <laughs> great it is and how what chips are whatnot. So it's a, it's a classic piece of gear. Um, That's hilarious that she considered it a dad pedal. But yeah, I mean, maybe it was just the context of how old she was and and her perception of that pedal. Right? Well, you know I what mean, I mean? I it's you, like you got Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all these like blues, like blues dad dudes. blues, <laughs> dad blues guys are like a khaki you know, pedal. I, I I think that's kind of what that's she was dri- true, driving yeah. at. You that's know, because it's true. such. But you know, the bottom line is it's a great pedal. Yeah, you know, it is. It it does something, and and that's the thing when we talk about modding this pedal. I just I'm a firm believer that whoever made that pedal, whoever designed that pedal, knew what he was doing. Yeah, and like you know, it's like the, the, when when you step on that and you're losing your bass, and you know you're getting more perceived mid range. It's because just listen to what your amp is doing. Exactly, I mean, it's, it's doing that for a reason, and it may not work for your setup, and that's fine. But I don't think it was an oversight. There's an oversight in that pedal, like it's like a mistake or anything. No, I agree. And uh, yeah, if, if it doesn't speak to you, don't use it. But yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be around forever because the thing I dig is like a lot of younger players do the research and they find out what kind of guitars people were using and gear and they go get it. They seek it out. Like I know people seeking out echoplexes and all this other cool oh, shit yeah. that people I'd, I'd used be to use. One of those yeah. I, but, um, and the tube screamer is right up there because right. it's, it's used on a lot of stuff that people have heard and recorded and probably seen live. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just a cool pal. The only place where I find that sometimes it doesn't do super well is, um, at lower volumes like if I'm recording and I have to get a guitar part kind of quiet sometimes it doesn't sound that great because you're not pushing the amp enough and I think the rat might be a little bit better I have a rat too that might be a little better at sometimes to get a more convincing loud rock sound at a quiet volume but that's about the only thing I can think about it one thing that about that pedal and I totally get this and this is something that I just heard about like in the last few years or something I never really thought about but a lot of people say that um, it works really well with Fender amplifiers because Fenders, you know, black face to silver face have that scooped, you know, smiley face right. sonic curve. And with the, the mid range that that has, it makes your. It fills it in. It fills it in and it makes your amp sound a little bit more like, you know, like a British or I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's specifically trying to make it sound British, but it just gives it more mid range. It makes yeah. it punch more. That's and awesome. it also brings you out. I mean, you have a bass player. You know, it's like you don't need to be down there with, you know, all that extra bass. It just yeah. muddies things up. So, it, you know, I like a lot of mid-range in guitars. I mean, all my favorite amps are like, you know, 
like from from the fifties, those amps, and they sound almost like cardboard. I mean, yeah, so exactly. Much yeah, and, but that's a great fucking sound. I you totally turn that agree. Up. And and it's just it's it's a total like box. I don't have a problem with a boxy amp uh-uh. if it's boxy in the right way. Some of those small amps are just boxy in the the most perfect way. Yeah. And the tube streamer gives me just a little bit of that in any amp that I put it in. Yeah, I agree, and I'm the same way. I like that sound because to me, it, it that's electric guitar sound to me is that kind of boxy ish mid-rangey sound that I love and if I go back in in time and to guitar sounds I really like that's what I like and that's what resonates with me yeah and the Tube Screamer does capture that that sound what was I listening to um, just recently it may have been uh, the song No Quarter by Led Zeppelin I maybe I'm not sure but there was something where I heard a guitar part uh-huh. that would never fly today because <laughs> it's kind of a really shitty sounding guitar yeah. part but it's so cool for the song. Yeah. That's kind of what I miss. You used to get that all the time these like these guitar sounds it's like that sounds really fucked up and shitty <laughs> but it's so cool. And that yeah. doesn't happen. I think everybody's so obsessed by tone now that it's like they have to the perfect overdrive and the perfect you know everything that um I hope that's not getting squeezed out because that listening to old records like that, that's some of the coolest shit is hearing these like really thin and like fuzzy and like something that, you know, we would just totally be like, no, you can't have that. Exactly. Yeah. In a record. No, I totally agree with that. And I think I think once bands start to get in a situation where they're playing together, then they realize that bedroom sound that they thought that they dialed in and thought was just the shit doesn't work with a band because it's you're right there's art there's a bass player maybe you have a keyboard player you've got a singer you've got drums that neat dialed in super boutique tone you got in your bedroom with your socks and sandals uh doesn't fly with uh the band because uh and exactly i love all these funky old guitar sounds that exactly like if somebody were to scrutinize them today they go wow that that sounds like crap it's like no it sounds awesome because it's just it, it it's got character. Yeah, it fits, well, it fits the, song. the song, but it's got character to it, right? It's right. like it's got grit to it. It's got, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I totally agree with that. And again, the Tube Screamer is a great pedal to kind of, you know, it's not transparent. It's going to color your sound in a cool way right. most of the time. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'd recommend the pedal. I, like, if you haven't played one, I, I suggest going out and getting any one, like Chris said, get any of the numbers that. It doesn't matter. It, They're really try. cheap used. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like I think you, could, I've seen them like as low as like forty bucks used yeah. for, a, for a reissue TS nine. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great deal. I think it is. Any, but even new, they're like under a hundred bucks. Right. I mean, right. it's like you can. The eight oh eight is more than that, but um. Yeah, the nines like under hundred right. bucks or whatever. Yeah, exactly ninety nine dollars or something like that. That's I mean any pedal for a hundred bucks is a good deal yeah. and something classic like that. And as far as I know, I mean the reissues are made just as well as the um the, the Japanese. They are, ones man. The housings the, are really day. nice. Everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, mine's been solid since the nineties, like mid nineties, and it's you know it's been rocking. All this time, yeah. no problems. So, and as I think back to when I played with bands, I can I can remember distinctly seeing a tube screamer on like most pedal boards or just on the floor back, back me, before man. there were pedal boards. I, until I came out to Seattle, yeah. and the group of musicians I started playing with, they're like, "That's when that kind of like popped up." I'm like, "What's that? Oh, you're you're that's playing interesting. that." Yeah. I mean, I and I had my little yellow boss, <laughs> and back in the and before that in Michigan, all we had was you had your PV Bandit 65 with a well, built-in what, saturation. What more would you need? Yeah, you don't need it. 
drive. Yeah, but out here, that's I saw them a lot. I saw tube screamers a lot. I don't know why. Maybe you I guys were but. more savvy, I guess. Than <laughs> I, I mean, the Midwestern. Well, that was like, before all the all the shit hit the fan. It was before grunge and all that stuff. Oh right, that yeah. changed. And then then you got the big muff, which yeah. we can talk about it the another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. I, I yeah. I it's something that you and I love to rant about and talk about is the tube screamer and also in the context of boutique pedals but um yeah i put it up against a lot of other pedals in terms of just what it does have you not to interrupt but have you ever played a clon yes i have played i have played a few clons i am not i mean i I would be i would be interested but i have no interest in the pedal yeah but i'd just be because it's got so much you know it's such a storied like history or you know it's just like one of those like things that are just so elevated and pricey that I'd be a little bit curious, but not that curious. Well, yeah, I, I was curious. And like our friends that have the great guitar shop down in Seattle, um, Trevor has a clon and, and some of the other dudes down there are clon devotees. And um, so I played, they've, they've had a bunch through come through the store and I played through them and uh, I really, it doesn't, I don't know. You know, again, if it speaks to you and that's your pedal, that's awesome. But they're well, so expensive. They it's like so we talked. You know, I'd rather I'd rather put that money towards a cool old blackface amp or something oh, yeah. like that rather than spend like nearly two thousand dollars on this Klon pedal. That frankly, I don't I don't know. I don't think it sounds all that much better than a lot of other overdrive pedals that you can get for right. a fraction of the price. You know, well, it's cool. I'm glad things like that exist. Yeah. I'm glad people find joy in them. So totally. I'm, I'm, I'm never was that curious, but now I think I am a little bit just because you got to play one just to I'm see. A, I may someday. Well, again, that was a really fun uh, topic to discuss. Uh, this is Chris and Rick talk guitars. Check us out on social media and uh, subscribe to us on uh, all the cool stuff. Spotify, iTunes, Google play, all that jazz. Um, like our crap on social media and uh awesome all right well we're out of here bye goodbye